Hello, folks. Uh, right before the music kicks into the intro of the actual podcast, which we recorded a few days ago, uh, Christian Wood signed a contract with the Lakers that is actually quite good. Um, it's very cheap, and even though he'll be coming off the bench, so his points will be much less, much fewer than they were when he started with uh, Detroit and, and, and Houston and Dallas. Uh, he's still like around four or five kind of guy in salary cap league, so I just wanted to throw that in there before we kick things off. Because uh, he will be mentioned, and of course a giant motorcycle just zooms past my window. Um, but that's uh, just an update for you, because that just kind of happened, and I'm now obviously telling you, the listener. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Alright, enjoy. What do you say? Our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, your sister's ass, the Pony Express, your father's nuts, Blue Sky, Peach, uh, Macedon. What else am I forgetting? X. The new no, Twitter. Killed it. The new uh, Twitter. We're we're back, and I think we might be doing this every other week instead of once a month as we ramp up to the basketball season, which. I've told many people in my life, I'm just not prepared for this because it's not even football season. Uh, me, Jared Russo, one of the co-hosts and fellow co-host Jared Ross King, we've both been in the middle of like fantasy football drafts and we're like waiting for that season to start. And it doesn't really dawn on us that in like three plus weeks, we have to start drafting fantasy basketball. And that is time consuming because we're in a salary cap league, which is why you're listening because you're also in a salary cap league or you just like us. So welcome to... That would be uh, so cool. People just like you. us and will listen to us talk about salary cap basketball. They're like, I really don't yeah. care about salary cap basketball, but I really want to hear these two talk. Yeah, just download. Don't listen. Um, Supermax is the name of the show, which I forgot because we haven't done this in a while. Uh, we basically took August <laughs> off. And the only thing that's happened is PJ Washington signed uh, an extension and I ranked him almost in the top 100. Um. We don't have a topic for the show either. Um, honestly, this is going to be a freewheeling conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects, um, as I do other errands, like uh, uninstalling things from my old computer, as I record from my new computer. Um, you know, just it's just going to be one of those those hangs. Like, hey, we're back. You know, uh, don't don't think too hard. Uh, eventually, though, I will have the salary cap league rankings. Uh, on sports ethos in the premium pass mm. or whatever they call it. Um, so you will be able to understand what the hell I'm talking about every time we bring this up on the podcast because we're basically just kind of going off of these rankings that I keep updating constantly. And uh, I guess we'll just start there. Uh, Mr. Ross King, do you have any thoughts to get this ball rolling? Because I sure as hell do not. I mean, I'm going over the rankings right now to see. And there, there's... There's a few things that like I might start begin to uh, quibble with, as the kids say, back in the 30s. Um, the 2030s. The, tw- the 2030s, which is back in the future. Back to... Marty, we gotta go back! Future. Oh boy, Doc, I don't know if we can do it! <laughs> uh, we should be the new Rick and Morty. <laughs> we, should- <laughs> we should be that. Um, Alright, so... 
first things first. Uh, you guys are not seeing the rankings that have been put together yet because they're not public yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, I I could make a lot of quibbles with like like this guy should go down one spot, this guy should go up one spot, pretty much throughout the entire draft. But Tyrese Halliburton at one is like an absolute lock. Don't question it. If you are in a salary cap league and you have the first overall pick, it is Tyrese Halliburton. You are getting an all NBA player for $5.8 million. Don't think about it. Just do it. Yes. Just do I it. I agree. And then you move on to your next pick. Because you've already got the best value in all of basketball in all of your salary cap league. Now, that being said, when we last spoke, which was, I think, in this calendar year, uh, it's been a minute, um, I was not in... Oh, you're live editing this before I could even say things. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, let me speak. I... Uh, was not sold on Victor Romanyama as like a top three pick. I probably had him in my mind at like seven or eight. I've come around on him. Victor Romanyama should be the second pick to Tyrese Albert. He should be above LaMelo Ball in these rankings. Uh, I don't trust LaMelo Ball it. to stay healthy. I love first it. First off. I love it. Uh, and and Romanyama is, if I have the second pick, maybe you can make an argument. Uh, Anthony Edwards is going to maybe put up better numbers this season. Uh, you could you could say that. I think Anthony Edwards, by the way, should be three, which I see you're doing right now. Good job. Yep. Um, yep. Um, but Victor Wembanyama, in my opinion, the second pick. Again, a strong argument could, could be made for Anthony Edwards. It's one of those two guys, in my opinion. I don't really know if there's really a competitor to those two for the two three spots. Uh, that's that's my top three update. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree with them so hard that I I already did it in the in the sheet but i was kind of more looking for like lower down in the rounds well we like, gotta start at the top we gotta start at the top buddy we gotta start uh, up here and then we'll work our way down and you know what let me say this while i'm looking at these chet holmgren is ranked nine and i think i would oh have him God. probably like in the top 90 i think i'd have him in the top You're out of your mind uh so, no no i think i've had him in like the 70s stop um so the salary cap this year is going to be more than last year, as it often is. Do we have an, a do we have a final number? Uh, let me double check on that. I think I saw a final number, but I don't want to misquote it. I'm actually yeah, going so to our our rules, which I believe one hundred and thirty six point zero two one million dollars. Now we don't we go by. A, a tax luxury apron or something like we go by like some other number don't we the tax level is 165.294 is that what we're going with this year man i don't know what did we go with last year i'm it's been so long I, i've already I, forgotten like i think it was like low 130s oh we can just look at it right here if my computer would load oh my god this is gonna be such an awful episode <laughs> i think it was low 130s like I, I did these rankings like with the heavy heavy biased like against expensive players and i think i might be a little more lenient in that and like kind of like move some guys up a little bit because like the cap's going up um 
Oh no, what like one fifty is what we actually went with last year? Oh you wow, that was the tax. That was the tax thing. That was the tax. Yeah, uh, we went. We, yeah, so we went with one fifty. So that means that it's going up to one sixty five. Yeah, with the tax one sixty five. So maybe that changes a lot of these rankings, honestly, because like there are so many guys who like they just make so much, and I'm just like, I no, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to bother. But like. Maybe maybe I go through this list and I rethink who's undraftable. Maybe I'm like, maybe I will pay this guy 15. Maybe I will pay this guy 18. I will say one thing I'm looking at right now that I kind of feel like a slap in the face is that Paulo Bencaro is ranked below Chet Holmgren. Like, Chet Holmgren has done nothing to impress me. Let me just, let me just, let me just the savior show you, of Orlando. Let me just show you something real quick. All right, you ready? You see my, yeah. you see my cursor? Uh-huh. This number uh-huh. is not as big as this number. Uh-huh. But wait, watch my cursor. This okay. number is way bigger than this number. I don't even see your your cursor, but that's This one says 2078.5. This yeah. one says 2078.5 less than that, which is also 0. Oh my god. The one I'm referring to, audience, is that Nick Claxton put up a better year, averaged more per game, and is cheaper, and doesn't face any competition in the front court. And I somehow don't have him above Paulo. Is Paulo taking a big leap or a yes. small leap? He's, say, he's taking that leap. Get ready. No. And maybe I'd move them both up. Maybe I mean, that's fine. Just Chet Holmgren is a first round pick. I get there's like a buzz around Chet Holmgren, but even and I've said this on every episode since the beginning of time, uh, even when he was at Gonzaga, which Jimmy Kimmel will tell you is a fake university. Uh, it's right up there with Bishop Sycamore. Uh, even when he was at that fake place, he did nothing to impress me. And for some reason now he's like, one of the these being hailed as like going to be one of the fifteen best players in them. Stop, just stop. Chet Holmgren is overhyped. What if what if I did this? You just remove Chet Holmgren from the NBA. That'd be cool. No. Well, we go hope for it. What if I did? What if I did that? What if I moved Claxton and Bancaro into the top twelve into the first round, and I move Westbrook because of age? And his team down, and I move Scoop down because of the risk, because we actually don't know how good Scoop will be. So there's a little bit of a risk factor, which you also have... means I'm moving Chet down because of the risk factor. How's that? Is that is that is that a little no? Better? Because I'd have Russell Westbrook and Scoot Henderson ahead of Chet Holmgren, easy. I think what Russell Westbrook did last year, it's going to be less this year, and even though he's getting paid peanuts. Dude, that's a $3.8 million contract. That is the cheapest contract you will find. Chet Even might when you're win. taking guys like Tyrese Chet, Maxey. That's less than Tyrese Maxey. Chet might Chet win. Chet is not. No, it's, no, no, stop. Chet might win. I don't know what your broken computer has done to you, but it's oh, clearly man. messed with your brain. Chet Holmgren is not going to win Chet. rookie of the year. I'm all in on Chet. Bet. Put a more bet. Know, I'm taking the field. I'm taking the field. All right. You know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to our actual Bible. I'm going to go to board bet. If, Do it. Because I came in second last year, I'm uh-huh. not going to get a very high pick. Uh-huh. And that might mean I just I'm taking straight up. 
Uh-huh. Okay. I say Chet might win rookie of year. JRK says I'm crazy. All right. I've written it in stone. Let's move on. Wait, this shit's stone now? Let's move on. Um, have any of the FIBA games changed your mind on anyone? There's a lot of hype around Anthony Edwards and Austin Reeves and SGA. I mean, SGA, I, I think, has proven any doubters wrong. Um, if there were any left after last season. Um, he's probably had the best showing, in my opinion. Uh, Austin Reeves looks not great against Lithuania. What was that, two days ago? Yeah. Um, I think those are the two on each end of the spectrum that kind of stand out to me. I have Austin Reeves at 101. What's his Maybe I'll move him up. It's only 12 and a half. Oh, I'd move more. Like, how far up? Like, am I taking him or am I, t- or am I taking Tari Eason for 3.5? Uh, I'd probably take Reeves. Wow. I think next season maybe that changes, but... Would, okay, would you rather... Oh, this is good. This is good. Would you rather take Devin Vassell for 5.8 or Austin Reeves for 12.5? Yeah. I'm leaning Reeves. Because I think I think he is the third best guy on a team that is really contending, and the two guys ahead of him are going to miss games. Okay, I've now moved Austin Reeves up to the Jamal Murray, Zion, Ja Morant, Jeremy Sochan level. Oh man, I'll leave him here. Ah, God, it's going to scribble my numbers. That's fine. I'll just delete them. Um, Here's another one for you. I have this sort of best of the rest where it's like I can't rank them yet. Okay, let's go. But, let's go through them. But I can't make them undraftable. And this one guy can either go up or down, either undraftable or I rank him. And that's Jaron Jackson Jr. getting paid $27 million. Oof. Um, that's, that's a weird one, right? Because it can go either way. It could go either way. Him and, Ty- and Tyler Hero, also, who also makes $27 million. It's like, that's too much. But I, I, there's going to be a day where it's like... Do you hear that? The police are on their way to arrest you for putting Chet Holmgren so high. Um, one guy I'd also consider maybe putting into like... Pick him up the, on the waiver wire? I don't know. The bottom end of the uh, of the draft. Where did he just go? Donde esta la biblioteca? God, some of these rankings, it's like, God, it's, it's going to be such a, a a pain in the ass to just be like, round 13, it's like, do I, who do I rank here? Chris Dunn in a, in a bounce back season or Grant Williams with the Mavericks? Actually, maybe Grant Williams, actually. I know his numbers weren't fantastic last year, but I feel like he's in a better situation now. I think Chris Duarte should be at least in the last round. Uh, I'm going to move up Miles Bridges, and I hate to do this because he's a criminal, but yeah, well, he's, he's not also, making enough. Before he before he uh, got caught, he uh, was playing very well. Yeah, 
and at seven point nine million, that's a potential top fifty contract. Yeah. Uh, where's uh Chris Duarte? Oh, he's on the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Uh. He didn't even do Christian that well with, with the Pacers. Wait, like, how is Christian Wood still free agent? Uh he he still is. He's. I, I think he's still a total free agent. I'm I'm shocked. Like I figured somebody would have like given him like, hey, you know what? Nobody signed you. Here's four mil. Yeah, maybe or I I don't know. Uh, Chris Duarte did not do that well in fantasy. I'm looking at these numbers. No, They're I'm bad. I'm saying he didn't. And I but I think <laughs> that with a new change of scenery in Sacramento, I think he's going to do a little better. I think four no. million. He's worth taking a late round flyer on. That's why he's in the best of the rest. Denny Obvia. Oh, maybe I moved Denny Obvia. He actually did pretty well last year. See, this is the problem. Is I keep like moving people around, and I'm just well, like, he, what, like, like, what was I thinking two months ago? <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this like I would rather have Chris Duarte than Shake Milton. Ah, uh, I think I'd rather have him than Reggie Jackson. Though Reggie Jackson may see an increase in play time with uh with Bruce Brown now in Indiana. But Shake Milton literally doubled the fantasy production of Chris Duarte. And Chris Duarte had like right, but all again, the room I, in the I, world. I, Again, I'm saying this. I think he's going to improve this year. There's going to be an improvement on the Sacramento Kings as opposed to what he did on the Indiana Pacers. Because remember, uh, remember, it was it was Halliburton or it was our best friend, TJ McConnell, running point guard pretty much all the time. Hartenstein shouldn't be in this. Shout out to TJ McConnell. <laughs> our favorite punching bag. TJ, um, if you're listening, what's up, buddy? Oh, my God. God, this is I might have to like like change the way I do this list because like you get past like round double single digits you get into double digits and it's like why did I put Marcus Smart this high I don't know maybe I move Marcus Smart down jeez ugh God I hate this this is the toughest part it's just like How's Poku gonna do? I don't know. Are you gonna pay Markel Fultz seventeen million? No. Should Joel and B be ranked? Yeah, maybe Joel and B should be ranked. Yeah, I think yeah. he should be. Yeah, he's making God. a shit ton of money, but he's just too good. I gotta tinker with you so much because, like, I gotta figure out like. Well, I feel like one much- guy who's gonna leave the best of the rest and join the actual round is Christian Wood because I don't think he's gonna make more than like four or five million, right? But I can't do that until he actually signs. Right. I mean, I, I just and think he's going to end Europe. up. Right. I think he's going to end up in the rounds, though. I think he's going to end up like, you know, 10th round guy. You're probably right. But here's what I think we should do. I think we like in order to like actually contextualize like how much money we have to play with with 165 or whatever. Uh-huh. Should, should we consider doing a mock draft on not this podcast, but a podcast? Yeah, we should call Bill Simmons and see if he's available. He's got, you know, Wednesdays, they don't do a lot during the football season on Wednesdays. We can just take over a Wednesday podcast and be like, hey, do your guess the lines on Monday and do your whatever you do on Fridays. Do, do your betting thing on Friday and we'll take over Wednesdays and do a mock draft every we have week until what, the like, basketball season. We have what, like tw- 12 guys in our league? We have or, 10. Or 10, only 10. Okay. Very small league. Ugh. God, what a pain in the ass it's going to be. Because, like, if you go to the internet for help, 
and like the, the sports ethos discord or twitter like everyone just plays categories and i hate categories so do um I. it's just fucking random and i hate it so i'd like to do like a mock just like just get a sense of like other people's opinions and like where these guys would a- actually go um you should get professor john on here too that would be good yeah, it would be is has he ever been on this podcast we should think about getting him on sometime yeah maybe you round up some of the usual suspects maybe we should get like a mock draft going next weekend and then um we could actually use that information for the podcast topic because all i have written down on my piece of paper is uh what gm job would you want most or least and that's not helpful because, like, we're ramping up to the season. We got to be on our A games, dude. We got to like start giving analysis. What GM job would I want the most? So wait, wait, hang on. We got to explore that for a second. So all thirty NBA team jobs are open. Yeah, and this theoretical. Well, you want to take the Nuggets, right? You want to take the team that just won the championship. Um, and is bringing back arguably the best player in basketball. You'd think that, but they have a lot of work to do because they lost a bunch of like role players, and you gotta get that bench back up to speed. Um, but I feel like you're in a good spot with the Nuggets for a few years because Jokic is one of those guys. I think most recently in a different sport, you probably saw this. You're kind of seeing it with the Jets with Rodgers. You saw it with Brady with the Bucks. There are guys who are free agents who just want to come play with that guy, and they will take a lesser uh, contract to come be a part of that team. I think Jokic is that type of guy. You know what? Maybe I maybe Dever would go first, but you know who I think would be a very easy number two. Who'd be an easy number two? I can't believe we're actually just doing this now. I think yeah, I once a bunch of these guys have been signed already. They're already inked and a, a bunch of trades have already happened. Bob Meyer stepped down. Mm. What if a theoretical GM were to be like, Oh, all I got to do is just add some, some real deep bench veteran dudes and see what the market is for Moses Moody and, and Kaminga. Cause I already got CP three and, and the core warriors, you know, that seems like that's like not too hard. You don't have any like big. Oh, I got to trade Harden. Oh, I got to appease Embiid. Oh, I got to trade Damian Lillard. Oh, all my Heat dudes left. I don't have a squad to put on the court with Jimmy. Like you think about these other contenders. Like like it would suck being the Boston's GM. Like you just gave away Marcus Smat and you got a guy who has plantar fasciitis. Yeah, that sucks. And you got to pay J- uh, uh, Jalen Brown out out the nose. Uh, How about this? Here's a question for you. There are ten non playoff teams from last year. I'm I'm, in, I'm including teams that made the play in tournament as playoff teams. So Chicago, uh, Toronto, Oklahoma City, New Orleans. Those teams are out of this conversation. Out of the ten teams that did not make the playoffs, so that's Indiana, Washington, Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit, Dallas, Utah, Portland, Houston, San Antonio. Who would you most want to be the GM of? Wow. I feel yeah, like there's yeah, an easy answer here. 
You know, be another easy job would be the Knicks because you have all these assets. Yeah, well, they made the playoffs, so I'm asking about non-playoff teams. Okay, okay, hold on. Uh, NBA twenty twenty two standings. I need to. I need to see this visually. I need to like see. Okay, so we're talking Pacers, Wizards, Magic, Hornets, Pistons. Right? Yeah, Mavericks, Jazz, Blazers, Rockets, Spurs. Indiana, Washington, Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit, they all suck. Um, God, Dallas is in such a huge bind. Um... Portland, too. You know what? Be, I mean, I can't say the Thunder. The Thunder would be the easiest answer, and then New Orleans, but they I think there's the one easier. Oh, there's one answer that's so easy. It's I think it's, it's so the jazz, easy. right? It's, it's the like- Spurs. You just got this generational talent in Wimbanyama, and you have cap space out the wazoo for the next couple of years. You can start adding pieces around him. Uh, it's either, the, yeah, the Jazz or the Spurs. Because you actually, like, have a sort of like clean slate. You have an open canvas. Uh but like there are expectations now with San Antonio. Whereas like are, are there? I don't know if there, there are, are this year. zero with Utah. Oh, Bill Simmons is talking about the Spurs making the playoffs this year. I think there's expectations with Wimbenyama. I think don't think there's expectations yeah. with the entire team though. Yeah, the Jazz of the Spurs. I, I I don't I don't particularly envy or hate any of their gigs for the most part, but Boy, would I like to run the Knicks. Oh, god damn it, would I like to run the Knicks. What's the all job I would, go All I would do is just put out feelers and, and fake news stories to get Embiid interested in coming to New York. That's all I would do every I, day. I, I would start that shadow campaign that. today. What's the job you'd least want in the entire NBA? Now that is a question, my good sir. Wow, wow, wow. What I job have, would I like the least? I have one clear-cut answer, and this team is probably going to compete for a title this year. <sighs> but well, I want to hear who you have to say first. I don't think the answer is something like Washington, because they should just completely be the worst and tank. That's the easiest thing to do. It's just yeah. sell off, sell off, sell off, accumulate picks, accumulate picks. That's super, super easy. Boy, running the bull sounds like it's miserable. I'm not gonna lie. Running the bull sounds like it is awful. You're you're a treadmill of mediocrity. You have these awful contracts. You have these injured guys like Lonzo Ball. That's that doesn't sound good. I also don't want to be the Nets. That sounds like it's like a little trickier than you'd think. Uh, that, that, the Nets would probably be closer to the job I'd take than a job I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to take because I I want like a clear path. I want to know what the direction is. Right, that's what you lose want. or or go that's, all in. I don't. I that's don't exactly what you want. Crap. That's exactly what you want. Crap. There is Sixers one team. Sounds challenging. Sixers sounds challenging. Yes, but there is one team yeah. that I think is worse than the Sixers right now, as it stands. That I just I think it would be a nightmare to be the GM of this team. Oh, even what, though is, you have kind of put this team together to to potentially compete for a title. Potentially, is the answer is the answer being the guy who has to figure out how to get get Rudy Gobert to leave his contract and go to Europe? No, is, but is that that is a, the that's, a, that's a top five team for me. 
oh, I don't want that. Can you imagine being like, hey, clean up this Rudy Gobert mess? And you're like, well, that's not possible, sir. You just have to wait four years and, and buy him out. But it's like, no, no, no. F- figure out the Rudy Gobert mess. No, they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely contention. But th- this one team, this one team. The Clippers? That does not sound fun. No, I, I actually feel like that would be a bit easier than the than this yeah, team. No, because I would be like, hey, Kawhi, Paul George, it's not working. Hit the road. I'm not paying you. Goodbye. Would you want to be the GM of the Lakers? Uh, well, your job is done already. Like you don't, you don't have to lift a finger. Everything you've done is locked in stone. If I'm starting today, day one of the Lakers, I, like what do you? It, it's just fringe stuff. You've already done all the deals. You you got away with paying Austin Reeves nothing because no one uh, called their bluff. Surprisingly, you've, someone already gave Anthony Davis a big bag of money. You know LeBron's not going anywhere. For the time being, like, like what, what left do you have to do? Because at some point during the season, LeBron's going to see a guy's available and he's going to expect you to go get him. And, and then, then that's it's going to cause a so, whole media circus oh, akin cares? to James Harden and Philly when you're not getting this guy. Who cares? Here's the problem is LeBron James and Michael Jordan are both terrible GMs and terrible assessments of other talent. You do not ever listen to them ever. Never but ownership expects to you to. Would they Why not? am I running the team if I walk in the door saying, "Hey, I'm never listening to a player's opinion ever." Never. You're not. Never, you're ever, not. Ever. You're not wrong. But it's different when LeBron's the guy. No. No. If you're making me the GM, then I'm going to run the team as I deem fit, which is basically the Danny Ainge model. I'm winning every trade, and I don't want any uh, back sass. I don't want to hear it. They got D'Lo back on a on a cheaper deal. They got Vanderbilt. We just got you just got to add some buyout guys. Like, it's the big deal. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be the Lakers GM. That, that's the worst one for me. You know what job I wouldn't want? The Hawks. I don't think that one's as bad as everybody thinks it is. I don't know, dude. That's like middle of the pack for me. They have a bunch of players who seem good, just like Toronto, but collectively are not good. And then you have Trey Young, who doesn't play defense, and you're paying him more money than God, and you gave a bunch of stuff for DeJounte Murray, who's also very good. But like, what are you doing? Why didn't you take Luka? How'd Cam Reddish go? What's DeAndre Hunter up to? Who are you paying next? Why is Okongwu not playing over Clint Capella? That just seems like a quagmire. There's a bunch of landmines with bad answers. I don't know. I, I That doesn't seem fun. You, 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 you make good points. They probably, just after thinking about that, be like a top 10 worst team for me, but there are still teams worse. I mean, the Lakers, I don't want to deal with that because that's going to be a circus and you don't really have control. Uh, no matter what anybody tells you. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, with the Gobert thing, has to be up there. Ugh. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. That for four years. Four more years? Would you like to be the guy who has to figure out when to get rid of Zion and then when to get rid of a pissy Brandon Ingram who like, is coming off the bench for FIBA? 
may, maybe people will think this is just crazy, but personally, I would hit the reset button this past offseason. I feel like there's enough value still in Zion where you could have gotten something. That value is only going to decline because I don't think he's going to stay healthy. I don't think he's really truly invested the way you want a superstar with that kind of potential to be. I, I would have hit the reset, tried to get something for him this past offseason, probably dealt Ingram out as well, and just kind of hit the reset button. Here's one for you. Do you want to be known as the guy who, who let Shohei Otani walk and didn't trade him? Oh, my for... God. <laughs> I and mean, then, and then traded for a bunch of dudes, and then it like blew up in your face, and you just waved them? Yeah, they all, every guy they acquired the deadline, I think aside from one or two, they waved to get under the luxury tax. I had Giolito, and it, he sucked for L.A., and then I had to drop him because he wasn't on a roster. Unbelievable. They didn't. They didn't make it. They didn't. They didn't make it under the salary under the uh, tax thresholds. They still paid the luxury tax, even though they tried to waive all those guys to get under the that threshold. They failed. They give up a lot of guys everything for nothing. They, everything they touch turns to shit. I, I I can't believe that place. That place is truly cursed. And they won twenty years ago. Like how did that happen? How did they, they be very They were good when we were kids. That makes no sense to me. That's the most inexplicable World Series win. And the White Sox win was no, that team was that team was really good. That team was really good. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's inexplicable, uh, but. Uh, They've really gone downhill since. So that's that part that's wild to me. That's so bizarre. Um, all right. Well, we're just gonna try to put together, I guess, a mock draft next weekend. We will wait for Damian Lillard to do nothing, as nothing happens. Right. Um, we will wait for the. Oh, I'm not even gonna say the James Harden situation because we already know how much he's being paid. Like some team is going to pay him a set amount of money. So does it even matter where he plays? I say no. No, not really. Exactly. Uh, where is James Harden on this list, by the way? I didn't. You know what? I don't remember where you put him. Uh, I put him right beneath Pascal Siakam and above Bam. So this sort of like end of round six, early round seven. Okay. Uh, which feels appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I thank God I put in total points because that gives you a good indication of health year round. Um, like Chris Middleton, you know, like like average. You're like, oh, okay. But then you look at total and you're like, oh, he got hurt. That's that's a good that's a good thing I put in into these uh, rankings, which you can see if you pay for the sports ethos. Uh, Premium pass or whatever they call it, uh, coming to you this late September, early October. Get your tickets now. Get your popcorn just, ready. Just a subscription. You don't have to get tickets, or you can get. I don't know. You can buy tickets. Should we do a live pod? Let's go do a live pod. Let's see if anybody shows up. I I don't think that's no. Um. Maybe I open my window and the people outside can hear a live podcast. I don't know. My roommates definitely do. <laughs> uh, all right. Last thing before we end. Are you watching this secret base history of the Minnesota Vikings doc? Wait, what? Oh, my God. What are, all right, let, what are you? Hold on. What hold are you on. talking about? I'm watching Winning Time on HBO. Hold on, hold on. Let's back up a little bit. 
Do you know what secret base is? Uh, no. Okay, have you heard of SB Nation? Yes. Okay. Are you aware of how good SB Nation's videos used to be? Yes. You know that those group of people made their own YouTube channel called Secret Base, or SB. No, wink, wink. I did not know that. And John Boys and uh, Seth Greenberg and a couple other really great people, they, they are doing the same thing, but just on their own. And, and John Boys has been putting together some of the best sports documentaries I have ever seen in my life. He did the history of the Mariners. He did the history of the Falcons. And now the history of the Vikings and their multi-part series. And he did one on Dave Steeb. Um, he's done shorter ones before. Like these like cool, like you're inside of a computer, visualized like newspaper snippets and like old footage and like, oh my God, I can't believe you're not like down this rabbit hole. No, I've never heard of this. Oh, uh, dude, I'm going to send you some links. And your mind is going to be blown out of your head. You're going to be picking pieces that's not of your skull want, but okay, off that's the ceiling. Kind of gross. Oh my god, dude! Jeez, Louise! All right, here's another one for you. Have you been reading the "Why Your Team Sucks" Drew McGarry series on? De yeah, because de defective. Because you take you make sure every damn year to send mm -hmm. me the one about the Bucks. Yep. And then I have to go on a rabbit hole as a result and read everybody else's. But they're really good, though. They are really good. But this, they're you really know, the good. past couple of years when you said the one about the Bucks, I was like, you're full of shit. But this year, it's actually true. The Bucks are going to suck. They're they're quite funny. Yeah. Uh, the most recent ones he put up today are the Bengals and the Bills. All right, I'll check those out. It's great stuff. All right, so I'm typing in secret base. Yeah, they do the the rewinds, like this famous moment needs a rewind. Uh they do the beef series, like two people who had beef against each other. Um weird rules. Is any of this ringing a bell? Not really, no. Jesus Christ, dude. You have years of, of YouTube videos to catch up on. These are some of the best stuff on sports bar none. Like just straight up. Oh, dude, the one about the fucking Bobcats. The worst year in Michael Jordan's life? Oh, my God. Okay, well, we'll I'll have to go through all these and then provide reviews. The Collapse series? Uh, all right, here's what I'm going to do. is I'm going to try to get you trailers uh -huh. for certain mega events. Uh huh. And then cherry pick one video from each of their main series uh, okay. to kind of give you, like, this is what they're like. This is the quality, and they do these on various famous... Uh, oh, man. They're, they're killing it. They've been killing it for years. They're so good. They're my favorite sports content creators, but bar none. Okay. We'll have to check it out, then. All right. I'll send you some links. You can follow me on Twitter at Jared Russo, and no, it's called Twitter. Shut up. Uh, you're on Twitter at Jared Ross King, where people can tweet you, because that's what they're fucking called. Yes, they're still called tweets, even officially. They're not zeets. They're tweets. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's all, that's all we got.
it's a light a light episode for you. Yeah, it's only was like fifty minutes on. Rewinder, Untitled, Dorktown. Are any of those on HBO? That's weird. The the fumble dimension. Oh man, so many of these good. No, it's all YouTube. It's all all for free. I love it. All right. That's it. End record. Jets, Bills. Next Monday night, who wins? Jets. Bills.